93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Kevins here. Casey's out today. Ethan Hatcher from Saturday Night on the Circle in her place. And of course, the show today will be out the, about the indictment of Donald Trump. And look, as we get going today, we're going to spend much of our time focused on the indictment of Trump. And we're going to do that because Ethan, I think, and and you don't want to be instant reaction guy when you talk about historical perspective, because that's the world in which we live. For for this is the most important thing that's ever happened. Twenty seconds after it's happened, but I I do strongly feel that the reality now that a former president has been indicted on a case that is pathetically weak and is clearly political is a new frontier in America that deserves much of our attention. This is incredibly strange to me, Rob, and I'm still puzzled over what the Democrats hope to achieve by this move, whether they truly want to defeat the Donald Trump or whether they're attempting to elevate him ahead of the primaries. I I don't understand. They they have 30, like you said, flimsy charges. We don't know what the nature of those are yet because the indictments are sealed, but it seemed like for a while there that the grand jury wasn't even going to indict. there was internal squabbling between the DA's uh, uh, office and the grand jury. So what's ha- what's even going on? Yeah, it, I mean, again, it's sort of like this new frontier that we have now entered in which even though we were a fiercely divided nation and have been for many, many years now and people with various strongly held polit- political beliefs really didn't like each other or care for each other. And I think it largely got amplified and amped up during the Iraq war. There was always sort of, it was like in the civil war and you're a historian, so you'll appreciate this. There was always a very clear agreement that at a certain point, there are certain lines we don't cross. There are certain things we don't do. Uh, There will be a timeout on the field where we will clear the bodies off and no one will shoot at each other. There were just, no matter how much people hated each other, there were certain lines We didn't cross in this country. And with the Trump indictment, it feels like we have now jumped into the abyss. We have reached a point of no return. And I am very fearful. I am very scared for the direction of the country, not because it's Trump, but it's because we are talking about things that were that are clearly I mean, you have heard legal people on both sides say clearly these are not felonious things actions these are misdemeanor charges if anything i mean again we should not in legal society have our prosecutors whether it's trump or duke lacrosse or whoever attempting to jam square pegs into round holes and this guy is trying to jam a square peg into the smallest round hole ever conceived. What we potentially have here and why it's so damaging is because this could potentially be an opening of the floodgates. And it's a discussion that began in earnest, if you'll recall, around the Mar-a-Lago raid, which was the weaponization of the Justice Department. And I think we can broaden that to a weaponization of the judicial branch more generally and how damaging that could be to the institutional integrity of our republic. It's a frightening concept. And I think that's why people are taking this rather seriously as they should. So one of the things we will do today, we're going to have a lot of audio from a variety of different people, and I'm doing that deliberately because when historical things happen, and you know, make no mistake, this is absolutely historical, whether the charges stand up, whether he has to go to trial, whatever, I think it's good to hear from a variety of people in the moment in which mm-hmm. it happened to kind of try to give you a consensus 
of reaction on things. And, and I think there's very clear consensus from the audio you're going to hear today, whether it is the political people, whether it is the legal people, whether it is the Trump family. This guy is totally getting railroaded. This is a terrible legal case. Look, if Trump commits some egregious crime or Biden or whoever, then sure, they should be prosecuted. They should be impeached. They should be whatever. But what we see time and time and time again are these just absolute egregious reaches, whether it's the the United States House of Representatives, not once, but twice. Now, these prosecutors in which justice is not prevailing the 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 oath of office that these people uh swear to defend and uphold that is not being done and if and i think the, the thing people need to keep in mind is if they can do it to someone like trump and this is what you need to pay attention to if they can do it to someone like trump they will absolutely do it to you i thought this wasn't even an issue anymore help me out here rob am i incorrect in recalling i thought it was recently discovered that michael cohen in his own correspondence said that he had covered the stormy daniels payoff from his personal funds ne- uh, not being instructed by trump and wasn't reimbursed so i thought there was you know well no- there's also a note from Stormy Daniels claiming it never happened. So let's let's get to the legal side of things, and let's start with Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz, probably most famous for being the OJ attorney, but he was also Donald Trump's attorney during one of the impeachment hearings. And Dershowitz is interesting because he's super liberal. He's an incredible legal mind, but he's also super liberal. He said, I did not vote for Trump either time. If he runs again, I will not vote for him. Um, and he thinks this will get thrown out, but over the statute of limitations. I think the most important thing is they indicted him when he was out of New York. And that means they could have indicted him within the statute of limitations when he was out of New York. Statute of limitations is way expired. They claim they couldn't have indicted him because he was outside of New York. But now they've indicted him when he's not in New York. So they've made a foolish, foolish decision, which will cause the case to be thrown out, I think, on statute of limitations grounds. And so what is if you're his lawyer right now, what do you make a motion now? Do you wait until the process no, no. gets a little bit you further? Make, what, what is the next step? You make a motion immediately to dismiss on statute of limitations grounds and on the grounds that uh, the, the alleged crime doesn't fit the, the misdemeanor or the felony. Now, I haven't seen the indictment, obviously, so I'm talking in general terms, but in general right. terms. You make a motion to dismiss on both statutory grounds and statute of limitations grounds. And the statute of limitations grounds should prevail. Now, the New York Court of Appeals has had very negative rulings on that, so it's impossible to predict what will happen. It certainly seems like the deck is incredibly stacked against Donald Trump at every turn in this legal system. And I'm not just talking about the prosecutor. I'm talking about the, the attorney general. I'm talking, talking about the state in which he's being prosecuted. I'm talking about the, uh, clearly this grand jury, the likely jury pool. Everything is stacked against a guy for political reasons in the one area where you would say in a country that is now often wholly political, you don't want politics involved, which is the justice and legal system. The further they go along, the flimsier the charges get. He went through not one, but two impeachment trials from which he was acquitted in the Senate. Uh, how many bites at the apple do these people need? They they weren't able to get him with a, a Ukrainian phone call that now is, has proven to be totally legitimate in its nature. They weren't able to get him on the January 6th riots. It, I, I question whether or not this is going to be dismissed. I mean, certainly the Stormy Jan- Daniels charge dating back to 2016 has aged, but this is saying that they have more than 30 charges. Are some of those potentially more recent? 
Uh, it is the Kendall and Casey show, 93 WIBC. Uh, I'm Rob. Casey's out today. Ethan Hatcher in for Casey. Uh, legal scholar Jonathan Turley. He's a commentator, uh, really, really sharp legal mind, an author. Um, he also uh, took to the airwaves, I believe this was uh, Newsmax, I think, that he was on, and completely ripped these charges apart. It is. It's historic. It's not necessarily good history uh, that is being made. It's not that I oppose the indictment of a former president. I don't even oppose the indictment of a sitting president on constitutional basis. But this uh, indictment, if it is reportedly following the theories that we've been talking about, is political. It's a raw political prosecution. Now, the indictment may come out with a crime that none of us have heard of, but for many months, this bootstrapping theory has been put out there. This idea that you could take a misdemeanor under New York law that has expired, that has a two-year statute of limitations, and revive it by connecting it to a federal crime, in this case, federal election violation. Now, there's a host of problems with that. First of all, it's a federal crime that the Department of Justice chose not to prosecute. Uh, Bragg's own predecessor declined to prosecute. Uh, But he is attempting to bootstrap that federal crime into a state case. And if that is the basis for the indictment, I think it's rather outrageous. I think it's it's legally pathetic. Uh, I tend to agree with him. I think both Dershowitz and Turley spot on. By the way, that was Fox News that he was on, not not Newsmax. Um, and again, it, it it is just such a scary time that we're in, Ethan, because the last line of defense in the terms of the brilliance of the way the country was set up via the founding fathers, the last line of defense and the one that was always supposed to be the ultimate check and balance was the legal or justice system. And with Donald Trump, whether it is the impeachments or now the prosecutions, we see that that fail safe, it it is ruined. The independence of the uh, uh, judicial branch has been usurped by the influence of the legislative branch and that is polluting the integrity of our constitutional structure. It's frightening.